A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Don't laugh. I'm I'm in a high state of stress. <laughs> this podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right, yeah, I know. This is Magic Badger in Magic Badger Studio, and this is my Dumpty Dum. Time is Dumpty Dum, the show about the reality docudrama that centred on Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I'm the upstanding public citizen that is Royfield Brown, and with me I have the rigged parish council meeting that is Lucy Freeman. And the last part of Ambridge Democracy Focus is you. Now this week's Dumpty Dum is from Magic Badger. It's awesome, so awesome that I think it scared everybody into sending in any fresh Dumpty Dums, Lucy. That bar has been set very high. So if you want to dumb things down, dum-de-dum intro-wise, please email us with, with your valiant effort. If you would like to sing us a dum-de-dum, leave us a plot prediction or use your dog as a metaphor for your entire relationship, then call us on 02030313105 or leave us a message on SpeakPipe. Thanks to Cosmo for his podcast roundups and for doing the Dumpty Dogs Shambridge for her voices and to Derek for the loan in the back bedroom. Derek has been intrigued by the funny coloured sun today and has applied a lot of fake tan, so Ambridge will see an orange moon too out of Derek's window tonight. <laughs> On this week's episode, we have calls from Andrew Horn, who thinks Justin's two-dimensional, and Lord Louise, who has a family plot prediction. But first, let's brace ourselves for Lucy V. Freeman's week in Ambridge. <laughs> back i love the fact that everyone just says oh all right nick rather than bloody hell it's you we haven't seen you for months she said she hadn't got any mobile reception that was why maybe kathy's on the same network that's one hell of a black spot (laughs) moving away from the epic scale of the grundy world of christmas we're now looking at a rather more modest hilarious madcap scheme this time they've inherited a lockup full of rotting apples on a demolition site and they're going to use it to make cider and give away one bottle with a turkey. Blimey, how the mighty have fallen. In past years, it was like last of the summer wine. We'd have one mention of unusual variety of apple and three weeks later the episode would open with Joe standing on the roof of St Stephen's, stark naked waving a lump hammer and the steering wheel of a Ford Cortina for no apparent reason. Also, <laughs> bearing in mind a family Christmas turkey costs generally upwards of 40 quid, I'm not sure that giving away a bottle of rancid apple juice is much of an incentive really. Jimus, a.k.a. Citizen Mm. Smith, is fomenting class war by encouraging Emma to overthrow the patriarchy and the middle-class stranglehold on parish affairs in Ambridge. He put on his donkey jacket and Corbin badge and whispered into Emma's ear until she... until not only was she ready to stand for the parish council, but possibly the UN as well. Joe was marginally less Mm. successful in his attempts to get Clary and Susan to go on strike over kefir. I couldn't quite see why, really, and it will make a rubbish demonstration. What do we want? Not to have to make kefir anymore. Why? Don't know, really. It's not as much fun as yoghurt. Yay! 
<laughs> Larry and Susan waited until Helen was paddling around the dairy ankle deep in kefir before they brought up the fact they might be slightly stretched. Things got so bad, and I, I am sorry I have to say this, that Helen called it that blessed kefir. You can unblock your children's ears now, dumpty dummers. I'm sorry about that. I don't want to discuss Jade and Aqua, shouted Lillian at Justin. I don't know if she was on about paint colours or Robert Snell's children, but anyway, she was in a petulant, mule-chucking mood. This led her to think fondly of her furry friend, Tiger. I think I can stand you a cup of tea and a piece of cake, said Tiger to Puscat, after all we've been through. Yes, stealing most of your possessions and leaving you bankrupt before pissing off to Costa Rica. That's definitely compensated for by a bit of Victoria Sponge. Anyway, he seems to have made up for it now by taking her to the Cheltenham Literary Festival. Matt at a literary festival seems a trifle unlikely. I mean, I know he was using it as a way back into Lillian's Underwood's magic control pants, but it sort of seems like finding <laughs> Jeremy Clarkson at a vegan workshop. While she was away, Justin decided to consult Ian on his day off from cooking about cooking. And instead of shouting at him to bugger off and use his initiative, Ian suggested lamb chops. Justin listened as carefully as if Ian was telling him how to split the atom, the daft old sod. And then Lillian quite <laughs> rightly cleared off to a nice restaurant with Tiger so he could look into her eyes and make her feel a bit wibbly rather than sit opposite Justin while he talked to her about whether or not he should go for sheepskin slippers again this year. Uh, we really want to expand the herd, said Ruth. We're going to stretch all mm. the cows out so they get really, really massive, but dead thin. <laughs> Apparently, the lady whose horse was murdered by Alistair and Anisha is a bit uppity about it, honestly. <laughs> Accidents will happen. It's not like it was anything really expensive or important. Not like the bunting. Regenerating the mother and daughter connection is going really well for Kate and Nolitando. It's quite difficult to establish which one is which, really, as they're both so utterly self-centred and generally revolting. Nolly put on her sequined boob tube and popped over to Lower Loxy to piss all over Lily's chips, which was very satisfying for all concerned. <laughs> Lily said, You've got quite an urban look, which is posh for, You're a bit of a funny colour. Shula's gone a bit crackers with the hunt ball. We're now on Tommy Croker's great-grandson, rude boy Tommy C and the Penny Hassett Massive. Anyway, Shula wants a vodka luge in which people drink the vodka pouring off an iced beagle's willy, a chocolate fountain in the shape of Oliver Sterling, it's what Caroline would have wanted, and a game of who's the hooker in the dress, which will happen when Nolly arrives. But the face-off between two grizzled silverbacks was the real high point of the week. In the red corner, Matt the mm -hmm. Tiger Crawford, wearing his silky dressing gown, medallion glinting in his salt and pepper chest hair, waving Ruby above his head, <laughs> yapping excitedly. Ruby was yapping, I mean, not Matt. And in the blue corner, Justin, who uh, oh, really, Lillian, Elliot, wearing a rather cosy-looking fleece job from Aquascutum. Matt proceeded to describe courting Lillian as like training a dog, possibly the least flattering analogy he could have made. But I do see his point. We have all been in relationships where there's been shouting, a lot of running off, people humping things they shouldn't, and appalling eating habits. It's when you find yourself clearing up their crap that you need to run away. And between the three of them, they've got more crap than an anaerobic digester. The end. Oh, I really enjoyed that this week. Well done. Now's a triumph. <laughs> I had heard it once before. <laughs> but you still feigned the laughter, so that's good. No, it was, wasn't feigned. Wasn't feigned. Oh, very good. Okay. There we go. Oh, it's been a trying morning, it really hasn't has. it, Luce? Yes. Dumpty Dummers, mm. we've been at this for an hour. If you're this far in, right... You're probably only six minutes in. We're, we're, we're on hour two now. Everything that could have gone wrong has gone wrong, basically. Yes. Uh, my tummy into the bargain too. So, yes, that's gone wrong also. Um, very quickly, before we forget, because this is actually very important. Um, now, if you're a fan of Tim Bentink, who, of course, plays our David Archer and who isn't, uh, then you could get to see him in the flesh on the right stuff on thursday that's like this thursday we have six tickets you need to be able to get to bayswater in london at 8 15 a.m not p oh. lucy then you can have the tickets oh god is it so a morning don't say thing? we never give you anything the right stuff goes out in oh morning. yes mm. so um if you can get to london at the crack of dawn 
It's not quite the crack of dawn. Um, 8.15 this Thursday. DM Dumdy Dum on the Twitters and you can grab a ticket to go and see Tim talk about his new book um, on, on the telly. And actually, Lucy, guess what? I can't. I probably could have done an hour ago, but I'm drained now. What? <laughs> You're such a drama queen. <laughs> that was me queuing you up to say, oh, what, Roy Field? And I'll go, I interviewed Tim as well. Oh! Um, I interviewed him on Friday. So this week, um, we'll put out an extra dum dum which is a rather good interview where he talks about his life outside of Ambridge, um, being a little nipper, uh, being in the House of Lords, don't you know? He was in the House of Lords uh, for three years until Tony Blair kicked out hereditary peers, um, etc., etc. It's um, a very good... Um, he, basically, he was very honest about stuff. Hmm. And guess what? what? There's another guess what. Kim Durham, who plays our yep. Matt, auditioned to be... David Archer. Really? Yes. Really? And uh, Tim I'm just said about that the voice. Ooh. It's exactly what what Tim said. He said, "Could could you imagine it? You know, that it would have been it's a, it's a completely <laughs> different David Archer." And he said Kim only told him this relatively recently. You know, he's been playing David for thirty odd years, and Kim and he says, "Oh, you know, I went for that role. Didn't get it up very obviously." God. Like, Bloody hell. Yeah. So, listen out for that, folks. And actually, whilst I'm riffing about did stuff, he at any he... point that did he at any point say that he loved me and he'd got like to marry me or anything like that? Well, I tell you what he did do. <gasps> what? How do you think he addressed me? Royfield, Royf, Mister Brown, yeah. Lord Brown, no Royf, Royf, <laughs> yay! Look, I mean... that's not helping me, is it? Knowing that he's all intimate with you that isn't cheering me up. That's hardly intimate. Lucy, because that's half the dumdy dumbers now call call me Roy. Doesn't mean he's intimate. Just means he listens to. It it means he listens to dumdy dum. Oh, does he? But I was proper. (laughs) Well, he called me Roy. Where do you get that from? Me. I don't know if you know how to piss on someone's chips. (laughs) But anyway. We had a lovely chat, and I went, oh, stop it. Don't call me Roy, because I'll come over all peculiar. And he says, well, we're mates. I went, no, we're not. I'm a fan. I am a fan. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. I love you. Yes. Anyway, um, the week in Ambridge, Luce. Let's get this show back on the road. Okay. What what has been your takeaways? My takeaways have been... That Matt really is a sneaky sod, isn't he? But then they both are, honestly. I don't know why they don't mm. just get them out. Like I've said before, get them out and measure them. Or go round the Dower House weighing in all the corners. And then Lillian can decide. Honestly, this Ruby running away and then and then Justin not not admitting that it was Matt that had found her. And, you know, him accusing Matt of abducting the sodding dog. <laughs> ridiculous oh mm. but you I know it. i know it's loved really it. It, it is really good but lillian's not helping anything by giving out such sort of confusing signals to everybody so nobody mm. knows where they are and you could hear that sort of guilt when she's telling fibs about marcy going out for lunch with marcy when mm. uh it was it was him all along and everything and or, you can... or was it Maisie? no marcy oh was it all right yeah. Mm. Um, but yes, because I remember thinking, there's a there's a line. Oh, there's a George Clooney film, and I've forgotten which film it is. But he says you have to look for the Tenzing Norgay when you're going through your partner's. If you're going through your partner's phone, and mm-hmm. um, you're looking for the number that's Do the you person they're having. Advocate that type of behaviour, Lucy. Me? No, that's no, no. A I'm, recipe no, I'm... for disaster. No, no, no. I know. I agree. I'm saying what he said. I if, believe if... in trust. If you know, yes, it's worked really well for you, hasn't it? <gasps> you know, what? it's the last time I share a confidence with you, Freeman. Everybody that oh, says to me, everybody that says to me, I believe God. in trust is someone who has recently been shafted. I have to say. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> And quite 
frankly, you know what? You, you know, you know. Before we started recording, you said you're not a nice person. You were right. Yeah. Oh, I, and know. I was wrong when I said. I you keep were. telling you. I keep telling you. No one believes me. Anyway, in this George Clooney film, he said, "If you think that your other half is having an affair, he was a divorce lawyer in this film. If you think your other half mm. is having an affair." And you, you, the lawyer get, gets hold of the other person's phone or contact sheet and they're trying to figure out who the person is they're having the affair with. He said, you look for the Tenzing mm. Norgay. You look for the weird name because that will be the one. So mm. she picked Marcy because that is un, it's an unusual name. And that was, her, mm. that was her way of remembering. If she just said Jane, she could just as... If, when he said, so who was it you were having lunch with? She could just as easily have said Joan or something. But... The fact that it was Marcy mm. was nice and unusual. See, that's what I thought. Aha, Tenzing Norgay. George Clooney knows what he's talking about, I thought. I'm still reeling. From I, what know. I, said before. I, I know. I know. Uh, so next week it's Robert, <laughs> followed by Robert the week after, followed by Naked Fingers the week after that. You're a bitch, you are, Freeman, I'm telling you. Oh, God. I know we're all fraught this morning after recording for two hours and stopped <laughs> only to do 15 minutes worth of tape, but still, no need for that. I'm right. Hmm. Now, uh, last week was a week which was penned by our own Kerry Uncle God Davis, wasn't I it? I know. So good. Mm. Yeah. And I You can I hear it, loved, can't you? You can hear um, it in the humour, you can hear it in everything. Yeah. yeah. And the, I just loved the Nolitando put down to Lily because oh. that line about, yeah. and you did mention it in your monologue, but uh, that line about um, you're a bit urban mm. is, you know, code racist yeah. code for you dress black. Yeah. And yeah. you know that like 80% of people listening would have just thought taking that completely utterly at base value. So for Nolly to slap her down hard styly and then for Freddie then to applaud Right, you know, I knew what you were doing there, Uncle God Kerry. Well yeah. done, you know, because because actually that that's as close to the knuckle out and out racism as you'll get on this lovely yeah. cozy middle class uh, soap. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, well done, sir. Well yes. done, sir. Mm. But you know what? Instead of us chatting about the last week in Ambridge, uh, shall we do the calls, Freeman? Yes. Hello, Ambridge 3962. Who's first, Lucy? Uh, Andrew Horn. Greetings, Earthlings. Andrew Horn here. I've been thinking about Matt and Justin a lot this week, and I've realised uh, that the difference is empathy. The chat at the stables Ooh, last Sunday between Matt and Lillian showed this, that for all his roughness and the poor relationship he had with his mother, he does get women and what makes them tick. Justin is a more 2D caricature of what the script writers think a businessman is. And we all know that they don't do business well on the archers. It came back at the end of the week with Matt's winding up of Justin. It was perfectly judged, beautifully written and touched a nerve. I really, really enjoyed that screen. And I expect Lucy or I feel to do a clap for God Kerry. Tom, meanwhile, continues to show how not to run a business, and my two-minute slot isn't long enough to unpack that, so I'll leave him. The other thing that really interested me this week, uh, or got me laughing, was Toby's, what are you, my mum? And it made me think of Lucy's comment about the relationship between him and Pip. Although I did think Toby's reaction to Pip was a bit odd when she uh, uh, came on to him. The Toby of old would just have... um, um, picked up on it being the swordsman <laughs> that he is but maybe they're trying to show uh. that toby's changing um and is becoming all uh, all grown up I wasn't sure that really worked for me um finally uh, another kerry point the classic line necktie of the gods for uh, for joe grundy <laughs> i absolutely loved that and um i saw that uh, mark or millie picked up on it for the question of the week so that was great anyway that's enough i'm reaching my two minutes so i'm off bye bye mm. i like, like necktie of the gods necktie of the gods got what 
No, no, sorry, no, go on. You're in mid-flow, sorry. Necktie of the Gods got um, got huge uh, applause on Twitter, didn't it? Mm. Well, nice. just about um, everything last week got a yeah. huge round of applause. Yeah. And uh, we didn't do the stand-up and clap, though we did say it was wonderful, but here we go. Well done, well done, sir. Um, now, I'm just going to quickly answer one point and then I'll shut up. Right, I did really like the uh, Toby and Pip incident and I loved Toby's reaction because I've said all along, Toby mm. could well be an idiot. He actually really likes Pip. Yeah. And he doesn't want to be trifled with. And actually that was completely and utterly taken. You can take that at face value because he actually says, you know, um, if you just want a quick bit of, you know, rough and tumble go on tinder yeah he wants something much more he yeah. genuinely 107 the rest of her savings probably yes <laughs> well but even that is being straightened out because he's talking about paying it all back in yeah. the new year think things are going well things cannot have been going that well for him to have that amount of money so quickly <laughs> and you know no. so no. so in terms of andrew saying that uh, they the archers doesn't do business well businessmen well i'd say they don't do business well um but and the, and the other thing i'd say just to to back up the kind of the script writers here is that i think this yes justin is played somewhat as a 2d character in terms of business but actually he's a man of a certain age isn't he a certain age certain class certain bearing and and I think it plays much more heavily to that as opposed to well he's just a businessman so um, we yeah. c- we can't flesh this out into into the third dimension anyway that's me done spent over to you Freeman well I think you meant business person rather than businessman there when you said that the artist doesn't well do he's a man men well he's a yeah, well no because Lily uh, um, Lillian is a is a businesswoman she's well, fleshed she, out she very well. She doesn't bloody do anything, does she? She never does any work. When was the last time? Well, I love it when they say to her, so are you busy at the Well, darling, I've been very busy with Amside. Oh, have you? Is it going well? Yes. She says, well, it's kind no. of like, I don't know the thinking about no, it. No, that's not true. Because they were talking months. about some house sale over in, they didn't say Penny Hassett, but in some way they did actually mention a bit of business. They did. Yeah. I know they've got to drop it in every two minutes, but considering the amount of time she spends at either the Cheltenham Literary Festival, running in and out of people's French windows, wearing a raincoat and a pair of mules and not a lot else, you know, you kind of think, <laughs> at what point do you actually sit down and do any of the boring work, Lillian? Never is the answer. Never, never, never. Um, yes, I think you're right. I think that does show that Toby genuinely, I think that reaction was somebody who was genuinely in love rather than, uh, oh, go on then, you know, whatever. Let's just blur mm. all the boundaries. He's kind of, it's taken him a long time to get over it and he doesn't want to go go back there, go back there again. I thought it was slightly, I think Ruth is kind of, uh, uh, Pip is behaving slightly oddly at the minute. She seems not to know what the, she's, the knock she's to the head. all over the shop. I don't know. Oh, that uh, yes, that's what uh, Lord Louise says. I think in her in her call. But yeah, Ooh, it's kind of um, yeah, uh, a bit odd. But I do, I did like necktie of the gods. I have a um, uh, lady that works for me sometimes, and she is the queen of the malapropism. And she told me that she had been on holiday to uh, Mexico, and it was very nice, but the food was extremely monogamous. <laughs> that's good she does it all the time and she doesn't care either <laughs> if i ever can't if i can't hide if it shows in my eyes she says was that the wrong word i don't care she says and just keeps going. <laughs> yes no it's it's great and it it adds a whole new dimension of uh to, of lunacy mm. to what she's saying she told me that her father had died of a condition which was oh what was it um oh god it was something and some some a latin name mm-hmm. she said it was two conditions and it was something like 
multiple sclerosis Lambert and Butler. (laughs) 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 You never really want to be laughing about somebody's uh, father's demise, but no, it wasn't very long time ago. Um, All right. Yes. And she also does, she does lots of spoonerisms as well. Like she loves, she told me she loved, uh, she loved my new hand soap and said, I love a bit of Brownton malt. (laughs) 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 Yes, she's the gift that keeps on giving. So yes, when, when Kerry did Necktie of the Gods, I thought, ah, that could well have been one of hers. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I, but I, I did love yesterday. Uh, yesterday, last week, uh, did didn't see it coming at all. But the whole Robert and Jim divide. You know, Jim is so pissed off with him, isn't he? Yeah. You know, just doesn't like him. All, all, all the twi- uh, Twitter beef, all the twitching beef that they have between yeah. between them. Yeah. That like it's he not will... that Jim is a natural iconoclast, isn't he? He just is. He's he cannot. He hates coziness. He hates assumption of privilege he just hates it he's a dismantler and an agitator you are right you are right but still you you are right jim has always been that little bit of a of of a rebel all right he's a mischief maker but it also it is that it's robert though isn't it it's also it's robert yeah and his bloody binoculars yeah so it's like getting (laughs) emma in there and I, i just love that you know yeah, you know, you get 10 signatures. <laughs> it's like, oh, Where would I get this paper? Hold on. <laughs> Rustling. <laughs> I just happen to have. <laughs> and I also love the way he said to, in front of Shula, he said, I want to chat with Emma alone. And she said, oh, all right, then I'm going to stand yeah. outside. <laughs> it's his daughter-in-law. Oh, it's just great. I love Jimmus to bits. I, I am starting to see him now. At, at Every time I, he opens his mouth, I am starting to see him looking like Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> I can't you not see you, him. You know, sort of a, yes. There is, there, yes, there That's is something, exactly of, how there is something of the Corbyn mm. there. <laughs> right. Um, shall we crack on with another call? Yes. It's Lord Louise now, I think. Smashing. Hello, Dumpty Dum and Dumpty Dummers far and wide. This is Lord Louise. Um, I have a little bit of a plot prediction, which is actually coming from my mother, who I only recently started uh, getting to listen to The Archers. I haven't yet gotten her to listen to Dumpty Dum, but um, based on Pip's sudden disinterest in things like grass and cows, and then her really bad misreading of Toby and his extremely platonic relationship with her. Um, my mom thinks that there might be a brain injury from the cow kick to the face that has not been properly diagnosed and is changing her behavior. So just want to put that in the uh, pipe. Um, I felt really so sad for poor little Henry when he said cricket hurts when Adam said he was going to play cricket with him. It broke my heart. Poor little guy. And I also thought they're doing a better job of him being less of a sound effect and more like a real little kid. So that's awesome. Um, I think that Matt did a really admirable job today. Um, this is, or Friday rather, of, um, riling Justin up um, and unfortunately Justin took that and used it to reinforce whatever positive things are left in the sham of a relationship that he has with Lillian. Um, I really think that if Justin is going to stop looking like a pigeon to Matt's peacock, he needs to step it up in the boudoir. And if he has not figured that out, he really is not paying attention. Thanks so much, and I hope everyone is well. Rock and roll. Oh, my roll is rocked. Um, Lucy, I never ever do you want think... to see Justin stepping it up in the bedroom. Never. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, there's just well, he's a ha- well, the, the the actor that plays Justin's a rather handsome man. He is, yeah. I'm sure it's a, you know. He's just an—he's just so irritating, Justin. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm not. I I don't want to hear any of that. Thank God. Mm. So, um, do you think that um, a good scene too 
in in the bedroom department um, papers over every crack in a relationship. Absolutely. That seems to be what yes. Lord Luke. I thought you were going to say absolutely for a second. <laughs> no, 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 no. Mm. Uh, no, but I do completely see what she means about the pigeon and the peacock. You know, but mm. then that's what normal relation normal relationships are. You spend an awful lot of time. You don't spend them at Cheltenham Literary Festival and pissing around having dinner and you know, and it all being a bit exciting and 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 uh, you know, um, what's the word? Sort of cloak and dagger. It's mm. you know, well, as somebody put on Twitter the other day, ninety percent of 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 being married is shouting what to each other from different rooms. <laughs> That that is what most of it is like. It's just you know, have you put the bins out? I thought out? people just WhatsApped now. Yeah, in different rooms. Ooh. Have you put the bins out? Where are we? You know, wh- when are we doing this and when are we doing that? And who's taking them to this on Saturday? It's not exciting. And Lillian can't. She really needs that. Le- she's so theatrical. She really needs that level of excitement. She's not ever going to be. Uh, is it bin day sort of woman she just isn't which is why we like her and you know justin justin wants that he wants reliable he wants predictable he wants cozy he wants somebody as matt said you know that he can control and lillian is just not it and matt is still providing that little glimpse of sparkle that's making her sort of gravitate back to him hmm Hmm. Probably. Hmm. He nodded off. Yeah, no, kind of. No, because um, you you were talking to me about married life, and I wouldn't know at all how that works, Lucy. So you know, well, I neither would I. I, I I'm know. not married, but <laughs> <laughs> whatever. You are really an odd. Um, well, common law and all of that. It's nothing common about me, dear. <laughs> um. We've done the calls. We have. Does we have any emails? No. Right. Here's another thing, people. You've been sloppy with the yeah. lack of emailage slop, into slop, the dum de dum. Slop, you are being. Come yeah. On. It's not good. Get not good enough. Right. Now, <laughs> Camp Coffee people. Oh, I've, I've written to them. I've written Coffee. to them. You have? Yeah. You told me to. So right. I have. What, they, what they said? They haven't answered yet. I only did it yesterday. Well, that's more than enough time for them to say, well, we've got a contract for 20 grand a year for them yeah, to sponsor the show. I was amazed there was nothing on the doorstep this morning, to be honest, but there we go. So we just pretend like we've actually, the money's in the bank? Yeah. Let's spend it anyway. Awesome. Unusual tactic. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, let's talk about um, who's buying who, uh, the, the, uh, the soft top mini convertible after some ads, shall we? Yeah. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Look what free speech has gotten you, right? And and if free speech is going to bring a Hitler to power, are you still going to defend the rights of those people to speak? If you talk about the things that affect your daily life. The secret to being a good actor. I don't really care, actually, whether Britain remains Britain. His dad was actually murdered in front of him. Marine Le Pen has changed the Pont National. If it's like kind of like a documentary investigative reporting serialized screw crime that often gets into questions about the justice system or the media. In an uncertain world, there's always music which can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15, the show where we speak to friends and interesting people, the backdrop of great tunes, and allocate 15 minutes to vote. Good question. Really good question. Bake Off is back on your TV this week, albeit on a new channel and with new presenters, so it's good to know there's one thing you can rely on, and that is Cat and Mim with their soggy bottoms. Go to iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. And remember, to get in contact with us, you can leave a voice message via SpeakPipe on the website or call 0203 031 3105. That's 0203 031 3105 to leave a message. And now for a little bit of social media goings on from our Facebook fairy, Millie Bell. Good day, everyone. A lot's happening on the Facebook page, but before we go there, let's have a quick look at what's happening on the forum. And there are a few threads which we'd love you to jump on and get involved in, but one that really amused me was things that never seem to happen in Ambridge. Uh, They don't seem to watch Netflix or go to the cinema. Um, They don't seem to have older people reciting their medical conditions. They don't get an MOT. They don't seem to listen to the archers. Uh, (laughs) Nobody ever walks into a room and forgets why they've walked into a room. There's some fabulous answers on there. So please go and join in with our forum. That's dumptydum.com forward slash forums. On our Facebook page, really, really busy because we had such an awesome week. And, of course, Uncle Kerry was writing it, and he's always hilarious. We talked about who would make the better parish councillor candidate. We wondered whether Alistair will ever be happy, and most people seem to think that, unfortunately, because he's married to Shula, he is never going to be happy, which I think is a little bit sad. We had a bit of a discussion about whether Lillian's lies are going to catch her out, and there was certainly a robust debate on that, and also her own ethics having been so cross with Justin for lying to her. So please jump on and get involved with that. We also discussed Pip's faux pas with Toby um, and wondered how that was going to affect her self-esteem. Uh, We also talked about Lily and um, how Nolly was so cutting to her. Um, But it seems that whilst I was a little taken back, many people actually thought she had it coming. Um, Except Heidi Griffiths. Thank you, Heidi. She knows she's in a minority of one. It's two. But she felt sorry for Lily. Uh, Emma Louise Woodhouse said, for the first time, I got a very clear picture of Lily. It wasn't that harsh. Joanne Smith, Team Nolly here. Lily basically said she herself is classy while Nolly dresses like a trashy tart. Just because she used a sweet and helpful tone of voice didn't make it nice. Mm -hmm. Look, there's lots more like that. And I absolutely agree. I didn't think Lily was being nice. But when someone is so unkind, I guess I find that really confronting. So um, how do we help our teenagers to be more polite, I wondered. 
We also said all hail to Uncle Kerry and his writing for Clary and Susan. I think we got an indication of why he doesn't want to be the editor of The Archers, because it's easy to manage up when you're not at the very top. Uh, Uncle Kerry has said many times he doesn't want to be the editor, uh, and now we know why. And Cat Wynn agreed and said this week has been sheer bliss in terms of writing so good. Uh, Martin Van Den Heuvel said that Kerry Davis is not his uncle because he simply isn't old enough, and I suggested we should now call him Young Uncle Kerry. And (laughs) Rupert Brown said, just wait until Helen finds out what Tom has promised. Hey, yeah, really good point. We also had a big discussion, and this was my fault, but when Helen corrected uh, Henry's speech, I kind of, well, I was a bit judgy, to be honest, because it was something I was always very sensitive to sensitive about with my own children I didn't want to keep correcting their English so that they wouldn't try out new things so um, I would have if Henry had said I could have hit that ball my response probably would have been something like you could have hit the ball you're better with that bat than me so the idea is that you sort of correct it but also praise them and there was a range of opinions on that so if you'd like to get involved in that uh, then uh, please jump onto the Facebook page. But here's a taste. Lizzie Cole said, speech-wise, we repeat back verbatim and child then corrects, e.g. child, I hitted the ball, me. You hitted the ball? Child, no, I hit it. And she said the child gets the advantage of feeling smarter than the parent. I guess my concern with that is if I'd said that to my children, so child, I hitted the ball, I would have said, you hitted the ball? They would have said, yes. <laughs> so anyway, but there were some great suggestions on there. Uh, and Witherspoon McCosh uh, also got involved uh, on that. So gr- it's a great thread. Look, just go to it and uh, have your say. And to sum up at the end, the exchange between Matt and Justin on Saturday was hilarious. That was brilliant. So Uncle Kerry, I'm so pleased that you are going to be doing the Christmas uh, episodes. And we look forward very much to um, hearing those and to finding out whether there's a pantomime, of course. So if you'd like to get involved, go to the forum, go to our Facebook page. We can't wait to see you there. Uh, Yokel Bear and I, we love talking to you guys because you're hilarious. So come talk to us soon. Ciao and hooroo. Oh, that was a triumph. Well done. Uh, there's a load of stuff there, wasn't there, Lucy? There was. Not as much as I've just seen you're about to start talking about on the sodding maps. There's tons of it. No, I'm not. No, well, there is, there is, there is a lot, there is a lot, but I'm going to speed through it, okay. so don't worry. Uh, but I'm going to do that after you tell us about uh, tweets of the week. Okay. Well, British pictures. Excuse me, I need to drain the grains from my kefir. I'm going to be using that line a lot now, and in need of a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> Forty Lucy Jordan said she ambushed me is the adulterous equivalent of I fell on it, doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Amanda White Art uh, was talking about um, Alistair and Shula's conversation. That horse that died, Alistair. Titan, said Shula. How many die a week in Alistair's practice then? (laughs) Which one was that? Mm. Um, Salvatore Rosa said, glazed carrots. How glazed is glazed, Ian? Just look into Lillian's eyes. That glazed. And uh, Loma Lindy said, mm. Adam, you think the playground... Is this Tweet of the Week? It is Tweet of the Week, sorry. You've you got to queue it up, Luce. Okay. Tweet of the Week? Then, then I put the fan. Yes, I'm Lucy? saying Tweet of the Week. Yes. All right, yeah. Okay, but that, that was too much. Too okay. Much, then. You go from one extreme to another. And Tweet of the Week... <laughs> I've done it three ways now. Press the fucking button. Thanking you. <laughs> oh, I love working with you. You're awesome. <laughs> well, let's have the bloody tweet then. Come on. I thought you were going to put the sound effect in. No, I do that. That's the one thing I do in post production, and so oh, the level doesn't round over. Waiting for. Okay. Oh. Loma Lindy had Adam saying Mm -hmm. you think the playground's boring Henry just you wait in the pantheon of boring I am Jupiter bringer of tedium (laughs) (laughs) poor (laughs) Adam 
So we haven't. That's the one thing we haven't talked about, have we? About um, Adam and Ian um, you know, trying out <sighs> being dads. Yes. What a load of pants. It's no good taking him out to go and show him a flipping drone and let him... Again, exciting... 90% of life is incredibly dull. It is not... Parenting is not flying a flipping drone around a field. It is saying to somebody, if you eat the rest of those mashed potatoes, you can have the marshmallow. No, I didn't mean some of the mashed potato. I meant all of the mashed potato. No, don't (laughs) throw it on the floor. That's what most of parenting is like. Yeah, but you can't say, right, can I take Henry, bring him round to our house so he can play on his Game Boy on his phone? You know, (laughs) exactly, you know, for four hours whilst I sit in the other corner in silence. You can't do that. That that that's real family life, but you can't do that. No, so I, I do I do hear you. You have to be, you know, it's not. They, they I tell you what they should do. In fact, everybody, that? everybody that is thinking of having children in any way should be forced to take a toddler to the supermarket, and then think if you really that's really want good. to do this. That, that that's good, Freeman. Yep, I might market that. Gosh. Now you see, you you do have that acid tongue, you know mm. that 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 horrible nature to you know yeah. to yourself, right? Yeah. You displayed that amply on this podcast. <laughs> Middle England is in uproar of what you said to me. You know, I my heart's still broken in two, and you Middle just England decided to play because you're going to edit it out. I should think. No, I'm going to leave that in because mm. that's going to show you up, show you up for the person that you are, Freeman. <laughs> however, however. <laughs> You came up with an amazing insight just like that. You are a complex creature, aren't you? Most psychopaths are, I think you'll find. <laughs> right, folks, dumdydum.com. We are about to uh, dust off our shop just in time for Christmas. Yay! Because we're that, because we're that, that type of capitalist, basically. We're a case of you guys are going to spend money at this time of the year. We want in on it. So, um, <laughs> Lucy has come up with a whole load of new slogans and stuff, and I'm going to whack My them on My brain is so... hacked, Dumpty Dummers, so you better buy them. <laughs> There's some proper funny stuff, so go there. Um, so, dumptydum.com, the shop. Also, uh, thank you. I can't remember who it was. I can't have look you through my tweets. Now? No, I haven't. I'm doing it oh. this week. Okay. I was right. going to go and have a look. Um, um, if you go on to uh, tractor is up and working. It wasn't. So thank you for the uh, for the cornerstones people for making it work, and thank you to the person on the Twitters who said it was up the fritz about five days ago. So well done uh, to you. Uh, so that's that. Um, now map corner, right? Now now people, there's there's a lot of maps here, and there's a lot of maps because you people have been sending me a lot of maps, and also there's a lot of maps because I don't do it every week, and then even when I do do it, I don't always do map corner. But to the person that says, are we still doing Map Corner? The answer is yes. No. Oh. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to time that right. Damn it. It was a second yeah. too. Right. <sighs> Very quickly. Uh, thank you to Aurora Fanny Pants for the tactile map. The font is called the Boston Line Type Tactile Writing Reading System used uh, before Brow caught on. So it's a globe and basically you can feel... Uh, the mountain ranges and you can feel the names of the cities and there's a picture of that and that was awesome didn't know such a thing existed um sarah evans uh lo- love sarah evans because she's spider woman um she uh sent a link which had lots of maps and info about london so thank you for that my superhero uh fan friend uh purple pumpkin do we still have map of the week roy Field? yes no. here's my offering Here's my offering with loads of history kind of thrown in. Go on to my Twitter timeline. You can kind of click on that. That was awesome. Christine Armstrong. Bookmasters, Fullers. Uh, Dymaxium Map. Now, this is a thing of simplicity and beauty, Lucy. It looks like um, all the continents of the world are basically an archipelago. So they're all like, you know, islands, you know, one after another. And it, uh, it's an undistorted projection of the world. But it's kind of cut out in a weird and wonderful way. Um, absolutely beautiful. Oranges and reds. Uh, thank you for that, Christine. That almost, almost was map of the week. 
Titian 73, she sent in a couple. Uh, this map reveals the staggering cost of one square metre of London homes. Us being old socialists here, we love stuff like that. Um, that but I think Claire Asprey, um, that's definitely one for you. Uh, Titian sent in another one, and this one was truly beautiful. I love this map. It's a map of the rivers of London minus the city. And you realise how many tributaries the Thames actually has. Robert Wilson. What's ever happened to him? Mm, exactly. Brain drain anyone? This map shows the net flow of people to and from London. 2013-2016. England only. Quite stark. Very stark indeed. Auntie Annie. Sorry, Roy Ford, you've had this a zillion times already. I have, actually. But it is a good one. The Roman road network in Europe uh, done as a tube map. It is a thing of beauty. Nissi, who also goes by at Janice Pope 73 um, This is very clever. Roy Ford sent out by my daughter's secondary school in case it's of interest, designing a curriculum map. Again, it's... Um, the format is the tube map, but it's got like geography linked to chemistry and things like that. It's very good. And I thought I'd give that an honourable mention. Glyn, full of love. One for the collection, but a bit esoteric. This is one for you, Lucy, actually. A map of Europe that shows the use of quotation marks in European languages. Hmm. They use them all in different ways. Yeah. And actually, Britain, the way that we use them, actually, I think we're the only place along with Ireland that use them in that way. Some use them um, down instead of up and all sorts. It's, very, it's actually really quite fascinating. You think, bloody hell, this is very esoteric. But actually, um, arrest, you know, gave me like three minutes worth of pleasure. Dare I say it there, Glyn. So thank you for that. <laughs> Jean Rose, Auntie Jean. Royfield, That's another map. Interesting. Get, <laughs> Shut up, Freeman. Agriculture. And this is very apt for our podcast. Auntie very apt for the archers. I'm disappointed in you. What are you doing adding to this? I thought better of you. <laughs> Agriculture was independently invented in about eight places on Earth. All major crops still descend from one in eight centres. Blimey, so that thank is you for that. Yeah. Listen, the things you learn from Map Corner, Luce. Karen Cunningham. You know, now, I this is very one. funny. I have just sent you a map. Have you? Corner. I have. Well, Not well, on, on the Twitters? Later. Yes. All right, okay. Karen Cunningham have you seen this Atlas of Prejudice 20 ways to break Europe this is there's some genius ones here go to www.atlasofprejudice.com and basically (laughs) it almost looks a homophobic one that's good (laughs) yes they're brilliant brilliant. you know which bit of Europe is euphoric, melancholic, or just depressed? Basically, that Scandinavia and Northern Russia are all depressed, and the <laughs> Spanish and the Italians are all euphoric. But it, there's loads of things here. So you've got tomato Europe and potato Europe. How does it divide? Wine Europe, beer Europe, and vodka Europe. You know, not much of beer Europe there. It's, uh, you know, around the Mediterranean, it's all kind of wine Europe. Slither of Britain, the Low Countries, Germany and Iceland to be Europe. The rest is vodka Europe. It's, 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 it's stunningly beautiful, well laid out, very funny, and also lots of things of interest. Yeah, fag hags and homophobic Europe, yeah, as, as Lucy said. So go to www.atlasofprejudice.com for that. You'll have um, lots of jolly japes, very funny stuff. Cosmo sent in. Southern Electric, decrypted. Thank you for that, Cosmo. Aurora, you've been you've been doing the map do, haven't you? Shed load of maps coming from you. Um, the map of the German electoral outcome. Now, um, interestingly, the right wing parties all did really well where there's no immigrants. So there's one map of where all the new refugees and immigrants of Germany have actually gone, and wherever they've gone is not where the right wing who are anti-immigration have actually done well so that was a, a very good and a kind of interesting map alison nozilla 63 something to think about royfield um my favorite uh, population graphic is more people live inside the circle than outside it now if you can imagine this lucy what it is it's a, if you draw a circle round kind of southern china india which encapsulates all of southeast asia 
Right, so that's geographically speaking, that's a relatively small bit of the globe. More people live inside of that circle than live outside it. So all of North America, South America, Europe, Africa, um, Western Asia, more people live in that little bit of the circle of the world than outside. We're almost at the end of this, folks. <gasps> Claire Asprey. Royfield, I hope stateside life is going well. Here are some great maps and visualizations. Um, but read through this thread. This is a thread that plots all the Montana fried chickens, Michigan fried chickens, uh, Ohio fried chicken shops in the UK. And basically, some, some guy has mapped out um, where, insert random name of American state, there is a fried chicken shop within the UK. And people were spotted them all over the place. So well done for that. Now, just to end up, Claire Asprey, yet again, um, sent me through a map which shows the safest place to be if there's a nuclear blast in the UK, which also has high property prices. So I know people like you, Lucy, like to, you know, bit of forward thinking. So if you want to um, move somewhere in the UK, so if there's a nuclear, nuclear war, which... Could actually happen with this American president that we actually have, but still maintain your property prices. Uh, that map tells you where to go. So there you go. Now there is a map of the week, and very quickly, Lucy, you can join in with this, right? So this map shows us which native-born person of a state in America is also the top-selling artist, right? So we're only going to do we're only going to do do three of these. Right, so, um, the state of Illinois. Lucy? Yes, I've got absolutely no idea. Right, okay, the state of Illinois has one major city. It's called Chicago. Which band stroke person do you think is the top selling artist in the state of Illinois? I still don't know. Chicago. The band Chicago, Lucy. Oh, okay. Right. Now, uh, you kind of ruined this already with that. T- <laughs> that, that. <laughs> anyway, go there. There's lo- lo- lots of fun to be had. Um, Elvis Presley's big in Alabama, right? Hooting the Blowfish. Guess where they're, guess where they're number one? Uh, South Carolina. Uh-huh. Lots of fun to be had. Go on to that. It's on brilliant maps, and it's called Best Selling Music USA. Um, Lucy is guys, when, over when, he, when he says lots of fun to be had, I mean, do do take that with you know with with a pinch of salt, won't you? <laughs> lots of fun. To map be. corner. <laughs> What's more interesting than a map, Lucy? Oh, over a podcast. Anything, over a I podcast. <sighs> Let's start doing watercolor challenge on the radio. (laughs) (sighs) Thing that thing that sounds quite interesting. Watercolor, very challenging. Right. (laughs) Yes. Um, If you would like to help keep a little, I'm just going to drive through now. Our little show on the road. There are two ways this can be done. You can donate by hitting the donate button on the site, or you can sponsor us via Patreon.com, or you can spend all of your Father Christmas money at dumptydum.com forward slash shop right now i've got something to say and mm. uh freeman and i have talked about this shut up right freeman and i have talked about this before <laughs> i'm not uh-huh. sure the atmosphere on this podcast has ever no, been it's really taken a turn it since you has. well since you just like got your claws out you know <laughs> earlier I'm on sorry. i keep saying i really I'm sorry. don't want to work with you anymore anyway sorry's not good enough shouldn't okay. have said it in the first place no Tell that to Harvey Weinstein. He just thinks he can go, sorry, shall I check myself into a rehabilitation centre that costs £40,000 a week where someone tells me it wasn't really my fault. It was the world's fault that I am a sweaty, fat, disgusting misogynist who can't keep his hands to himself. And I can have a very nice holiday in Texas or whatever. It doesn't matter that my wife's divorced me because I probably got her to sign some sort of prenup, which means that everything remains with me anyway. And I've ruined her business by doing what I did. Um, so I'll do that. I'll go off to Texas and have a nice holiday and go to my um, 
my 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 rehabilitation center and then i will emerge and i will write a book called uh my drug hell or something and make a fortune so either way i win that's what i'll do sorry that was a bit of a rant <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm with you most of the way there but i don't there's no coming back for this man from here no, no no one no publisher no lefty liberal publisher whatever would touch a book from him you just no. wouldn't you just wouldn't you know um though it does show you the level of self-deception that he thought after mm-hmm. this all broke that he could still you know he was he was emailing people saying oh can can you you know don't worry yeah, it's all blow over yeah. you know put yeah. yeah just unbelievable yeah. you know yeah. woman after woman yeah. after yeah. woman after woman you know Mm. horrid man and 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 also the fact that it was like an, an open secret if you know cracking jokes about it at, at the oscars yeah yeah you know so mm. and there was a there was a fabulous thing um courtney love uh, in 2005 they said what advice would you give to anybody beginning in hollywood and she said if harvey this was on um national television if harvey weinstein asked you to go up to his, holiday, his hotel suite don't go and she said that on a, Gosh. on a, on a, like a music, unlike MTV or something. Mm. At an award ceremony, she was on the red carpet. Horrid man. Yep. Horrid, horrid, horrid man. You know, I feel really sorry for for his kids. You know, mm. the the shame, yeah. the disgrace. Yeah, 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 you know. yeah, yeah. Horrid. Yeah. Um, right. So this is what I was going to say anyway, folks. So we've been asking you to donate via Patreon to us for, I don't know, maybe a couple of years now. And Lucy and I have talked about this many moons ago about how we can actually, um, you know, up the amount of income we actually get from Patreon. Now, what a lot of podcasts do is they have gated content, special content, which only special Patreon uh, members can actually get access to. And that's what we're going to do. And Lucy and I talked about this many moons ago. So I know recently you've had me interview... Susan Carter, or the actress that plays Susan Carter, you've had uh, me to uh, do uh, Lucas, or Connie that plays Lucas, and this week I think I've done uh, we've done a really good kind of in-depth interview with Tim Bentink, who plays uh, David Archer. Now that will go up on the general feed, but I think going forward, uh, there's no think about it. Going forward, we're actually going to put that content just for patreon listeners so it so we won't just say in future um if you really like the show um give us a, a couple of quid a couple of dollars sorry per show that actually will be um, a benefit for patreon donators which uh, regular listeners won't get and it will be exclusive content so uh the tim bentig interview interview will go out on the general feed but kind of going forward the next interview that we do will just be for patreon listeners so i'll give you an extra incentive to go oh I will do that Patreon thing and have some of that gated off content. But folks, remember to get in contact with us. You can send us a voice message via SpeakPipe on our website, which is dumdum.com, or you can call us on 0203-031-3105 to leave us a message via a phone. You can find me and Lucy at uh, on Twitter, where we are at dumdum. Lucy is at lucy b freeman and i can be found at royfield which is r-o-i-f-i-e-l-d on facebook uh you can go there and join in with uh the millie bell and yokel bear uh fun and wasn't it yokel bear's birthday this week oh was it oh i didn't know yeah, I, I, saw some, I saw something somewhere so happy birthday to you sir and um i hope you're well loose uh so we've done harvey weinstein oh um we have to say a very special we're thinking of you to listener robin winning who um old-time dundee dummers will know that is a stalwart of the dummy dum community over here in the bay area uh she's gone to a couple of meetups every time i come to america i meet her and her lovely husband jeff they come to london i've not and i've met them because they've had to move out of their home because the home is being threatened by the californian wildfires oh so, my god um, yep 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 and um from where i am in the city in san francisco if you look up you can see this kind of pool of kind of a dirty cloud it just looks like a, a dirty cloud it is actually the smoke from 
from the Napa Valley and from Sonoma. And, you know, this is touching the lives of lots of people. And, and because it is, you know, even Dumbly Dumb listeners uh, are getting caught up in it. And Robin and Jeff have had to leave home because the whole town of Santa Rosa um, is being threatened by fire and half of it is burnt down. So uh, the last thing I heard, their home hadn't actually been burnt down, but they've had to move. So, God. Yeah. so thoughts go yeah. out to you, yeah, Robin yeah. and Jeff. Yes, yeah. yes. And any other of our listeners that are being affected by this because it's yes horrendous not nice bit like you and your personality not nice not nice though the odd occasional golden insight Mm. take a toddler (laughs) around a supermarket if you want to become a parent (laughs) that's very good right so it's been nice working with you won't be doing that again tell you what see you then all right right, bye (laughs) We got through it in the end, Freeman. We did. My God, that was like pulling teeth. Oh! It was. Even then, the technology, the, the, the recording kept going and sort of going funny. And at one point, somebody sat nav appeared in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.